Welcome to Second Cherry, an actual Eurovision podcast. Welcome to Liverpool. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that usually brings you the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. But of course, we're here in Liverpool to bring you a flavour of what's happening on the ground. And it's our second episode, Monty. It is. It's day four already. Is it? I've not. Yeah. I've, I've <laughs> lost the day, so. Totally. With it being a bank holiday as well, I mean, I've just no idea what's happening at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we've had fun. Yeah, it's and the, and the vibe is right. Everyone's happy. Everyone's you know still oh. willing to talk about Eurovision, which um, <laughs> towards the end it gets a little bit tiring. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't fucking guy who wins. <laughs> <laughs> Just announce a winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, there's a really lot of energy, um, you know, around the place. Really nice bars. Um, we've been doing some various events and activities. And having lots of fun. And we also watched the rehearsal today, the afternoon rehearsal. Mm. So we're going to be able to give you a flavour of that. Plus our predictions. <laughs> Who we think is going to qualify from the first semi-final. So yesterday was Sunday and it was a big day of Eurovision events. We were invited to watch the red carpet, which was actually a turquoise carpet, <laughs> um, in the centre of Liverpool, um, parading along and into St George's Hall, um, where there was a welcome reception. And outside of St George's Hall, there was a welcome concert for the people of Liverpool that was put together by the National Lottery in the United Kingdom. We were at the turquoise carpet. Matt, tell us a little bit about that. Well, it was an odd setup, but um, it was a long turquoise carpet. Very long. Um, but it looked stunning. You know, you guys listening, you've seen the pictures, you've seen the video. It it was a glorious day. Thank God <laughs> that we got because today, as recording, it is absolutely pissing down. Yeah. Um, and so I think the gods was the Eurovision gods. Lis Asia was smiling down on us. I think maybe uh, for it's good a weather. sign from the Holy Corona. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that was lovely. So um, It did take a long time for the artists to come from one end of the carpet to the other. Well, it took some of them a long time because they stopped and chatted to everybody and took loads of selfies, which was lovely. Mm. Really, you know, working for their supper, you know, three hours or so to get down that carpet. Others were down a little bit quicker <laughs> and into the wine and the canapes. <laughs> no messing about. That's the hard thing, isn't it? It's like, you know, you've got to do your PR thing. You know, you've got to get in front, you know, like, you know, and do sing and do all the silly things and dance, you know, like a monkey. But there is alcohol and food at the end of this turquoise carpet. And, and we were just outside where the steps went up into the entrance. Yeah. And we could hear the music coming out, but we couldn't get over the barrier and get in there for a canapé <laughs> and a glass of fizz. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't get everywhere at Eurovision, but God knows we tried. But, you know, it was a beautiful event. I think they... Uh, having it sort of placed amongst everything was just really great because then you sort of had spectators, people sort of... It was all very cordoned off. It was very cordoned off because it was yes. part of this concert as well. But um, I think halfway through, they started letting people in for the concert. Yes, well, the concert started at 5.30 and I think they'd expected the 
the carpet to be wrapped up by then but it wasn't so as people were coming down there was still about an hour and a half of people coming down the carpet while the crowds were coming into the space the crowd there were 30,000 tickets um, on offer for the concert last night boy did it get crushed later on I mean there was lots of space to the side it was a very long uh, stage outside the, the George Hall so it was long and narrow with a stage in the middle and spectators on either wing of the stage so it did get quite busy if you were in the middle and we heard of a few people having to be lifted out from the crowd mm. um, but the organisers on stage before it started were trying to tell the crowd to take a step back and, and give some space but yeah there was a lot of people in there for not many facilities that we queued for 45 minutes for the bar in the evening it was a long old wait but it was a nice event a lovely drone show um, over the George Hall uh, while Conchita sang Jamala sang uh, they reunited some Liverpool acts like Frankie Goes to Hollywood Atomic Kitten um, and it was it was it was very nice I, I really enjoyed the atmosphere yeah I mean I, I, I left you to, for the concert so um, yeah I have no no notes but having these two events sort of kind of squashed down on each other it's like the two footprints on top of each mm. other I think in one way it was a great idea because it makes it's more of a sense of occasion you know it wasn't like everyone's going home pissing off because the carpet event's over mm-hmm. and everyone's gone into the event it's now like oh no there's a con- it, I think it's a brilliant concept it's just the implementation of it I think there was bottlenecks and all sorts but actually like that, yeah. that's the sort of thing we want to see right yeah. that big event big things going on yes absolutely yeah. the theory of it was lovely mm. I think you know the logistics of it because of the space that yeah. they had was a little bit tight but I think it was also it really was an event for locals yeah you know it was an event for people to come out let their hair down see some non-Eurovision acts really um, uh, you know and see you know the British stars actually as we were watching the turquoise carpet a couple of the presenters Joel Dommer and AJ Dudu uh, came in and filmed a piece to camera just in front of us um, and actually the crowd of course you know, by then was swelled with locals so they were all going mad for them while you know Eurovision stars were posing on the steps behind people had no idea who they were well, we were getting angry because we were right at the front in fact we I think we are on TV someone sent a screenshot oh um, great we've, we've, we've appeared on something on the on the show or mm-hmm. something but um, they came just at the point where the final acts were Loreen and Kalia, like the ones we really wanted to see. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, Ooh, can you get out of the way? But no, it was fine. It all, all worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and apparently the concert was really good. So. It was. And then we hot-footed it, even though we'd been on our feet all day, and our feet were quite hot, <laughs> to the Euro Club. Our first look at the Euro Club has been open for two nights already, but we took it easy and we, we, we popped our second, third cherry <laughs> our Euro Club cherry uh, last night oh my god it's brilliant uh, surpassed expectations and I don't use that lightly because my expectations are quite high but this was incredible now I know the venue because I've in a previous work life I've been there and I've done things and um, I had issues with the event that that, that 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 what that was and what happened and so I was a little bit worried the same thing was going to happen that being a Euro Club well part of that was about the bar staff and bar area and places to talk and speak and all of that is just been thrown out the window because there is two parts of the camp and furnace which is the name of the euro club two parts two clubby areas halls and you've got sitting down spaces in between and at the side and outside and you've got 
places to stand around and the toilets have never really queued up. Everything just seemed to be the right proportions, waiting times, areas of space. It's brilliant. They've got food outside. They've got um, bratwurst and all sorts. I didn't check them all out, but I can smell it all. Um, it, it's just excellent. Pro- probably the best Euro Club setup I've ever seen. I too have high expectations, although I find if I lower them, eventually I get what I want. (laughs) (laughs) And no, it really is lovely. Um, The space is gorgeous. The whole atmosphere and feel of it was great. Really, really well done to the guys in Oge International and UK who put this together. Um, You know, some of them who are our friends, and we're not just saying it because you're our friend. You've delivered exactly what we want in a Euro Club. And the guests last night were Michael Rice. Maybe not exactly what we want. <laughs> Kano. Oh, he was jolly. He was fun. He, he was actually very good. He, he sang Tattoo by. Yes, um, having a crack at Tattoo by Lorraine right. is quite brave, I yeah. thought. <laughs> um, but no, he was, he was very jolly. He was a nice warm up. And then the second act, I mean, I died and went to heaven because it was a reforming of One More Time who sang Den Wilder in 1996 Nana Grönval and Maria Rödsten with Peter Grönval who of course is Benny from Abba's son Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. So the three of them on stage reprising their song. Plus, Nana gave a concert as well, singing some of her hits. And then they brought on Betta and Elizabeth Andreasen, who was half of Bobby Sox. And so they sang Larit Swinger together. And she sang Ieviet, who which she did as a solo performance in the same year as Dinville, uh, as One More Time. And it was just... Oh my God, I it was just heaven for me. If I see nothing else this week, that's made my Eurovision because it's one of my favourite songs. It's from such a long time ago and you just never thought that something like that was going to happen. It was absolutely lovely. It was lovely to see because you had a smattering of the, the, the range of different Euro fans in there. You had the older generation, the, the, the young kids... And some people turned to me and were like, who's that? What's, what's that about? And had to explain it. But there was a few sweet... You being the older generation now. Well, even, I'm not, I, I couldn't fully explain it. I, did, I even had to ask Monty. Um, but, me definitely being the older generation. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. And the joy of the people who understood the, the significance of that moment, mm. the joy that they felt, like seeing the, the few Swedish friends we have there, the Swedish people in the crowd, they were just in awe of it and you know it's easy to you know get on side with Nana Gronval yeah. she's beautifully she's nuts great value yeah. we also had a half hour set from Kano mm-hmm. which was lovely I mean they always go down well and then the disco was just really fun I really really enjoyed it we also had a few uh, podcast listeners come up and say hello to us yeah. which was absolutely lovely so we had Evan who's written into the show a we few finally times. met you Evan yes absolutely lovely that was really lovely Naomi who came and said hello to us outside so yeah. hello to you thank you for coming over and also Bradley who took a photo that we've shared on our social medias yeah <laughs> it was lovely really weird really weird to come and say hello to us. well not weird that you did it but weird mm-hmm. to us because we're just you know having fun with friends and then we forget sometimes that we do a podcast <laughs> I know and now we have groupies <laughs> <laughs> send guests <laughs> no it was really no. lovely our Amazon wish list is available no <laughs> it was really lovely do do come and say hello if you see us because it's really nice to meet people who listen to the podcast it feels like we're not putting it out there in the ether and it's just dissipating. It's 
people are actually listening to yes, it. Yeah. It's lovely. It's and, lovely. And saying nice things about it. I mean, you know, if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't bother coming over. <laughs> <laughs> but also, why are you listening? <laughs> no, but I quite like it because, you know, we know people now, like David, who's been writing in, and, and I know you're listening to this, David. Like, you were at the carpet event, we saw yes. you. And it's like, you kind of like, it's kind of building our friendships. It's really lovely. It's really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Who yeah. thunk it? Just our silly little chats here. I know. And, and some of our episodes have been quite drunk as well. People <laughs> still, still want to listen to us. <laughs> I'm not drunk now. No. But I, oh, I have had a drink actually today. Yeah. I had a drink this afternoon because I went to the um, press centre for the first time this afternoon and I watched the rehearsal from there. I could have gone into the arena, but because I'm seeing it in the arena tomorrow, I wanted to get a sense of what it looked like on the screen. So I watched it on the screen from the press centre. But then they opened one of the sponsor stands, which is Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> other cream liqueurs are available but it, oh my god it was absolutely incredible I shared a photo of the, the, the very creamy Bailey's camp drink <laughs> I had with a Eurovision wafer and all sorts of glitter and glitz um, on our Twitter account plus a little video of the Bailey's counter have a look at it my god it's incredible that's it. We lost. We've lost Monty now. He's in, he's in the press <laughs> every day but I have to say that somebody said they ran out by five o'clock is that because you drank them all? I only had one. <laughs> I was in the restaurant with you by four. That is true. <laughs> but yeah, no, lovely then. You know, good good to see the sponsors like doing stuff like that. Yes, I can make more of Bailey's than I can of Moroccan oil hair products. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they do something, you know, for chest hair. I don't know, argan oil on your slap head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But we saw the rehearsal, so we're going to give you our thoughts on that. So as Monty said, we did see the rehearsals today, and it was very, very much rehearsal. So we just want to stress, we know that our opinions and, and thoughts are coming from a place of it could all change. Uh, let's go through them in running order, as, it, as they will be on the night. We're not going to give you any spoilers away about what happens in the rest of the show because I think you know if you are listening to this before you see it on TV on Tuesday night we're going to keep some of the secrets but it's very cute and it's very poignant and it's I think it's very lovely let's move on to the first song then which is Norway Alessandra with Queen of Kings so Monty did it go as expected the opener very much so I think it was like the MGP performance in Norway but elevated for the European stage there's just a few little embellishments to her costume um, it just feels a bigger performance as actually a lot of the performances I felt today did there's some really close sticking to the national final performances but just lifting the game a little bit and that's what I got from Norway no surprises great opener yeah, for me, solid, confident, all all sort of points that you need to nail are nailed. There were a few vocal wobbles, but I think that's a rehearsal blip. There was, it was very. Uh, she, she, it's not a live thing, you know. She's an audience. She's not into it, and I think she comes alive in front of an audience. So that's not even a worry. Um, you couldn't ask for a better no opener. It is class. Absolutely, Malta second. The busker dance brackets our own party. Close brackets. Well, look, when all things considered, I think it might be on a little bit too early. It might hurt its chances a little bit. I, I still love everything about it. It's playfulness, the apparent contradiction in between the lyrics and the musicality. It's fun. 
I wonder if that run in order. Mm, I don't know. I I have it down as tenth, so it's just qualifying. The running order is, I think, the thing that's going against this because it's fun. Again, it's like a slightly bigger version of the national final performance, um, separated into the three acts again. Um, all the elements that we had there. It's quite fun that they're standing next to the big cut out um, destiny at the start. <laughs> yeah. It's really lovely that that raised a titter in the hall this afternoon. Um, I was surprised to see the f bomb that's in the second line was still in the song. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, he says, I'm a little bit fucked up. Okay. And that was still in the lyrics today. Now, whether tonight at the jury, or crucially tomorrow at the performance, that gets changed, or whether the broadcasters have been informed that this is coming, so can make a choice to mute it temporarily, I don't know. But, Mm. and obviously we're hearing the sound as it comes from the stage. Actually, they may even mute it on the broadcast themselves. I don't know. But I was quite surprised to see that still there so late in the game. Hmm. Song number three, then, is Serbia, Luke Black, Samami Sespala. Again, if you've seen the national final performance of this, there's no surprises coming. It's dark, it's brooding, it's kind of, you know, electronica. Um, It's got the elements of the gaming uh, in it. And there's nothing wrong with it, but... I just don't think there's enough really to squeeze this through. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's not accessible. I think it's a bit disjointed, which causes confusion, and it's confusion which is ultimately going to stop people from voting for this. Not because there's anything like not to vote for. Like you know, it's not. It, he's not doing anything bad, and you think, oh mm. god, I don't like it. I think it's just he's not giving anything for people to cling on to to say, oh, I love that. I've got to vote. So for me. This I think some just people blue. will be drawn to the darkness of it. Yeah, yeah. But I and you know that's what you want at Eurovision. You want to have people absolutely loving your song and going, "That's the one I'm voting for." But I don't think it's going to be enough of them. Next song, Latvia, "Sudden Lights" with Aya Monti. Do you know? I'm going to say the same thing because again, this is a similar <laughs> performance to the national vibe. There's not much surprise here, and actually, I'm going to comment on the fact that until today we'd only seen thirty seconds of the rehearsals. I wasn't diminished in any way by just seeing those 30 seconds. I think each of those 30 seconds gave enough of a flavour to the to the performances that I wasn't really surprised by very much today. Um, it was nice to see full versions of songs, but that flavour just give you a little, you know, it give you the sense of what it was all about. And I have to say, you know, I know some people are not happy that the press aren't getting in to see uh, any of the technical and the rehearsals as they, the individual rehearsals as they come together. And I loved that access. I loved it because it was like having all your Christmas presents, but unwrapping them over, a, uh, you know, a week period <laughs> yeah. uh, rather than, you know, all in one go. But I think it's absolutely the right call that they've closed those rehearsals to the press and controlled the narrative you know, around mm. artists. And, you know, I think there are things we can say about that access. I think it is harder for delegations who want to go out and engage with fan media. And let's face it, that's the only media that are going to be engaging in that first week. Not having access to a location to do it has made that harder. But I think restricting our access to be able to view them has been absolutely the right decision. Yeah, I, I I mentioned this on Twitter and got some pushback, but I think it's right. I don't think we don't need to see the first time they hold a microphone on stage. 
and it doesn't work and have an in-ear problem. Like, why do we need to see that? It has no reflection on them or their song yeah. or their entry. I can think of so many examples in the past where, you know, the first rehearsal's been a bit wobbly and that's the opinion that's gone out there. Yeah. And that's really kind of shaped the discussion from by people who aren't there and are relying on the people who are narrating their version of events. Um, you know, right down to something like Tranche's dress yeah. in Vienna, God. you know, and I just think, you know, the feedback that they got on that was so bad and it, it was a terrible dress, but, you know, it just seemed to knock the confidence of the performer all the way through. And I think that is what happens. It's mm. uh, it, it, it's, it's, you know, if that gets into the narrative and it gets into somebody's psyche and it gets into their build up whereas this time you know i and i know the, the official ebu narrative it's obviously going to be um you know towing the line if you like it's not going to be giving opinion like oh this was amazing and this was shit that's not what the brief is for no. them to do that um you know so it's putting out you know good engaging content for these artists and giving a glimpse of what to expect. And I don't in any way feel as though I was missing out by not being able to watch, you know, three, four run-throughs of it. That's true. That's true. Anyway, back to Latvia. Oh, yes. I've taken <laughs> yeah. a, I've Sorry, taken Latvia. A little bit of a curve there. <laughs> no, so, but it yeah, needs to be said. As I said, it is a similar performance. Mm. It seemed to have a slightly different outro. Seemed to end a bit differently, but maybe it's just because I'm not that familiar with the ending of a song because I don't often get that far. I'll be honest, I can't challenge you on that because me too don't listen to it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, look, it does nothing for me. The, but the way it's presented, I think this is pre- presented beautifully. It is stunning, but it's just not good enough. I, I thought for me, I'm, I, 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 ah, I can't I see that there's a televote, enough televote for this. You yeah. know, it might get there with some jury votes. It might be one of those ones that scrape through over a, a popular vote um, yeah. Uh, candidate. But um, yeah, although having said that, the ending just seemed to come together beautifully today. And I was like, oh, this has moved from my definitely not qualifying into my maybe list. <laughs> <laughs> But more of that in, the, in a moment. Portugal next. Mimicat, I got a soul. I think this is presented in a way like it's some Portuguese dance club. Um, even flamenco. I know that's not Portuguese, but it's had that, uh, like you're in some, yeah, not, do you know what I mean? Dance club, like a dance studio club, not like a piss up club. <laughs> not, not like a Euro club. Um She's given everything to this performance and it is note perfect. And in this rehearsal, she hit the high note. I think in previous things that we've seen in clips, she's not gone for the high note. She's done it come down a few. So she's gone for it. So she's given it her everything. Is it enough is the question, which we asked about a few of these songs. But for me, might be just falling short. It's not enough for me, although having said that, I agree with that assessment of the, the Spanish vibe because it felt to have a little bit more Spanish feeling to it today. And I don't know if it's a slightly different arrangement. Again, it's not a song I've really got through that often because it's not a song that I mm. warm to at all, which I've already said uh, in our previews. Um, but yeah, there's nothing really here to elevate this for me. There we are then. Next song, Ireland, Wild Youth, We Are One. Monty. God love them. 
I mean, they've had to face a barrage of criticism oh. on social media from some of the worst places, all because they decided to sack their creative designer when it turned out that they held some questionable views about particularly trans people. Um, and so we're here for that. We absolutely love the band for having done that. Um, I don't know how much of the creative brief was retained. Um it would have been quite a late point in the day to change it. Um, so maybe this is what was planned and RTE had ownership of that rather than the creative designer. Um, or maybe they've had to cobble together something completely different very quickly. I don't know. Um, but oh, I so want them to qualify because of their wonderful stance. But I just can't see this going through. It looks quite cheap. Um, it looks like they put a bit of gold paint on Josh DeBovey's set at the back and then Connor's coming out in those very tight gold gold sparkly cat suit. Mm. I mean, I think Bulgegate has become going to become a meme. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be awful to the guy, but I didn't see much of a bulge actually, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started thinking this might stand a chance actually of sneaking in, not winning, of sneaking into the top 10 and qualifying after seeing it on so many people's list actually saying that it might qualify. But ooh, it was a bit rough around the edges today. Vocally, it seemed a bit strange as well at times. Once this gets an audience, it will absolutely be elevated because it's that kind of arena song that will bring the place alive and people I will love it. And I would love to have this as a wrong prediction in my list and for them to go through. Mm. But, well, Probably I think not. it's no secret that it's not <laughs> going to be on my list. <laughs> Croatia next let through with Mama. As expected, really. Um, you know, again, same as the national final performance. It's just been slightly tweaked to, to fit the bigger stage. Why would you change it? Because <laughs> it is what it is. It's uh, gloriously bonkers. Uh, and where other songs are kind of feeling quite middle of the road, um, this is breaking through for me. I don't particularly like it that much, but I can see people remembering this when it comes to the televote only uh, results of the next sort of semi final one. I absolutely agree with that assessment. I, you know, it will be something that people remember. Don't know whether it will be something people vote for. I think the joke might fall flat because I think our enjoyment of them has increased by knowing a little bit more about what they're about as a band uh, and that's not really going to come over on the screen I think mm. that helped them win the ticket in Croatia but I don't think it's going to help them get over the line here mm, that's an interesting one okay Switzerland Watergun by Remo Ferrer okay so they've opened up the stage a little bit here by I was really looking at this one. It's the one I could see quite well <laughs> compared to others I couldn't see quite well. Um, they So what they've done, they've spaced out the dancers a lot and used lots of wide shots. So it feels like a bigger stage. And when you compare it to, say, Mimicat of Portugal and her dancers, where it's all close and you know, close contact, this is wider. And it makes it, it feels like it's a different stage and it's bigger. Of course, it's not. It's the same stage. So he's given, he's been given the room to sort of do his work. And it's a good choice because it looks very slick. He's very confident. He sounded great. I missed this, I'm afraid. <laughs> and it's, I'm really disappointed that I did because I really wanted to see it because it's one of the ones I'm looking out for. So I'll have to look for it tomorrow. But I really like the song, but I'm afraid I was being 
distracted by the Bailey's bar at that time. The Bailey's sitch. <laughs> and then gossiping. So I missed it. But I, knowing what knowing what you were looking out for, I think you would be impressed by it. Mm-hmm. There, I'll put words in your mouth for you. Great. <laughs> Next song then, Israel, Noah Carell, Unicorn, Monty. I just put a note for this, which was yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it really worked. Uh, you know, we've only seen that little dance break. Um, so it was that kind of curiosity about what else was going to happen. But I think they deliver it really well. I thought it's, yeah, lots of energy. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. She's using the Surrey Tunnel at the start, which I mm-hmm. quite like. Uh, she moves to the satellite stage with some dancers. Um, struts. Sh- yeah, so she doesn't move stage. at all. She, she, yeah. She, yeah, we like an Israeli strut. She does strut. It's all very tried and tested staging. I say tried and tested rather than, you know. You've seen it before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because it, it feels quite fresh with her on it. So... It presents her as the star, I think. So it's quite held back um, so she can shine. The dance break, it's not as massive and as impactful as I would like. It's good. It's really good. It's not great. And the problem I have with that, you think, well, yeah, man, that's a bit much. Like, yeah, but she announces it, guys. <laughs> she says, you want to see me dance? You want to see she, me dance? She's down one camera. She flicks her head, looks down the other camera. You want to see me dance? And then, okay, and you're like, now you've got to deliver something because you've kind of brought us up to this level. Like, oh my God, smash it. And it's all right. It's good. She's a great dancer. I don't think the choreo works. So, yeah, I think it's at 85%. It could be 100%. Moldova, Pasha Parfani with Soare Siluna is song 10. Lots of iconography, folklore, fantasy, I like the theatrical staging and the small person on stage sort of dressed up. It will be a talking point for some people. Um, I can see people, you know, sitting on the sofa at home, maybe watching and it's being a conversation starter. So that might help with the vote. Will it translate to votes? I don't know. I think it's, you know, it's got its chances. Yeah, I absolutely agree with all of that. It's, um, It's a really lively song and, you know, we need it. It really brings the, the stage to life, and I really enjoyed the performance. Sweden next, Lorene and Tattoo. Well, we've seen this, and we know what's going to happen, and that's exactly what happens, <laughs> uh, but on a smaller scale. I think I mentioned the other day that I th- it seems as though with having to change elements of the prop, it's shrunk the performance rather than enhanced the performance, where we're seeing an enhancement. Uh, from most of the artists but of course most people watching will not have seen Melfest so this is going to have the impact I think it needs to have Sweden is the one to beat but I think it's beatable yeah I'm keen I was keen to see how they're adapting the staging and now I've seen I'm like well you're losing about 5% that's it that's all you're losing so for the people who haven't really seen Melfest or don't really care or can't tell the difference it won't matter. It's practically the same, to be honest. I, I, I'm still calling it. I'm still calling it. I'm going to stick to my guns. But this is a very close run race. We'll come on to that in a minute. Azerbaijan next. Tural Turan X. Tell me more. Yeah, I kind of want them to tell me a little bit more because I'm not really getting as much as I think they could be giving on the stage. I think they looked fantastic at the turquoise carpet. They were wearing sort of floral blouses with some you know laced up bodices around them and their hair was set in like a demi wave it looked amazing um 
less impressive, I think, on the stage today. I I like this song. It's a you know, it's a gentle, pleasant enough song, um, and I think it's probably in the style of like what people hear in the regular music scene. So you know, I know you think it's reminiscent of Sixpence on the Wiser, mm. um, and some people said that in the press centre today. Um, that comparison's there. So if it already sounds familiar to people, might 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 just have enough to sneak in. Yeah, if this qualifies, I think it's just qualifying. If it doesn't qualify, it's only just not qualifying. Do you know what I mean? It's on that border. I, I, I agree, it's cutesy and they're adorable and they, they did look amazing on that turquoise carpet. I have to say, I was like, yes, you nailed it. But the song, I don't think cutesy gets you very far for very long at Eurovision. So we'll see whether that's going to have an effect. Song 13 is the Czech Republic, or Czechia if you will, uh, Vesna with My Sister's Crown. I am so, so excited that the Czech team has staged this to perfection. My notes are more on the choreo, and this is me being so hyper, like, like critical. It's the only thing I've got to go on. There's a part um, where one of the groups, sorry, I don't know her name, where one of them is singing and she has to bounce from side to side and it's quite energetic and it affects the vocal. Well, it did in this rehearsal. And I just think I would have maybe helped her out and supported her in that moment by having the choreo less bouncy because I don't think that's helping. But I'm not a pro choreo choreographer. Um, this is me just being very picky and uh, it has all come together brilliantly. What a glow up from that national final that was... Well, it was. A hundred percent. I mean, we knew this wasn't going to be presented in the same way, but I think they've done a really, really nice visual on this with the girls together, with them separate, with them coming together into formation, uh, with that amazingly long hair extensions mm. that they all have. And they carry like a plait. Uh, it just, oh, it looks so, so good. I was like cheering through this. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's just come together absolutely brilliantly. And yeah, hats off. Next then, Netherlands, Mia Nikolai and Dion Cooper, Burning Daylight. This is a song I think is a bit borderline as a song. Um, and there's obviously been a lot of noise around their build-up. And, you know, maybe they've not been as supported as they could be. And people have been a bit critical. But I think they've pulled together a really nice presentation of this. There's a bit of sort of spinning around on the stage and on a revolve and the way that they the formation of them comes together on, on the camera. I think it's really, really beautifully done. So fair play to the Netherlands as well. I think yeah. you, you you pulled it together. Yeah, no, no notes. It was exactly we we're looking out for this one. Are they going to stage it? And they've staged it exactly as they should. It's gorge. And the final song in this semi-final is Finland Garia. Cha 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 cha. At this point, you know, it is a two-horse race. Finland has taken the flavour of that national final performance and just beefed it up. You know, he's in a box, he's like punching through and peering through, and it's so Garia. That's it's just him, it's his personality on stage. We talk about authenticity. This is it. This is him being him. It's quite sexual, I find, but in a way that's family friendly, is that even a thing? Because, and I think it's down to Carrie being so, um, it's his charm. So it can play it sexually, but if you don't see it, you know, through a child's eyes, it's just fun. Yes, it's, absolutely. It's that weird middle absolutely. ground. He's the weird geek in all of us, right? Yeah. That's what we see. And he gives us permission to be weird. You know, game on Finland. 
game on. Totally. This is again elevated from the national final performance, and there's lovely bits where he's poking his head through sort of you know little slats of wood on this rickety box thing, and there's a bit where he pops his head up, and the top flank of wood comes up. It kind of sort of stayed on his head a little bit this afternoon, <laughs> and so it was just very endearing. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that happening was, and whether it's fixed like that or not, I don't know. But it was just lovely, absolutely lovely. We were just coming back from near the arena, back to the flat, um, before we were podcasting, and we saw parked outside the arena, there's a, a mobile sauna, a mobile finished sauna, which is branded in carrier branding. And it's just like, wow. I mean, just little touches like that. Just mm. getting your name out there in people's minds you know he's played a brilliant social media game and I know most viewers are not going to see that social media but you know there are there's time between the semi-final and the final for them to go and check him out and for them to absolutely fall in love with him it feels like at the moment Lorene is in everyone's heart but when people's eyes light up and they get excited when they talk about Kalia mm-hmm. so they're two different functions at Eurovision and I think that's what it's going to come down to. It, they're two very different artists doing two very different things, which everyone loves. How do you pick one over the other? And this is what I hope is going to come through. But well, they've got to qualify first. Don't you? Well, indeed. And before we get to our qualifications, just to so note, we have three of the big five performing today. France, Germany and Italy. Again, if you've seen the rehearsal clips, there's absolutely nothing to surprise you in mm. this at all very very competently done uh, Germany were not in stage costumes this afternoon um, others were and yeah I mean they all looked very very slick and competent and Germany's come up in my estimation France and Italy were always there and still are Should we give our predictions then Monty? Yes let's nail our colours to the mast So in performance order I've got my qualifiers. I've got seven qualifiers. And then I've got a list of seven songs I think could go either way. So I'm going to have to do my seven and then pick three from that list. So bear in mind, if any of those three don't make it and some of us do, I was almost there. My seven in performance order. Let's see if you have any of these, Matt. Norway. Yes. Switzerland. Yes. Israel. Yes. Moldova. Yes. Sweden. Yes. Czech Republic. Yes. And Finland. Yes. So there's seven that we agree on. (laughs) If I look at my maybe list, also in performance order, Malta. Yes, they are my scraping him. Yeah, they're in my maybe zone, so they're there, absolutely. Azerbaijan. No. Oh, we have a difference. (laughs) Yeah. Who do you have instead? Croatia, because I think, yeah, it will just do it. I think the Croatian joke is going to fall slightly flat because I don't think it translates. Um, I think it will be a fun thing, but I'm not necessarily sure that it's going to be uh, uh, something that people pick up the phone for. Having said that, even as I'm saying it now, I'm thinking, of course, it's the kind of thing that people are going to pick up the phone for. But I think it just goes to show that, you know, there is such a big divide here of songs that could go either way. Mm. And my last one is Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we have nine together. Yeah, did that is that last year? I think we, we always have same. one that we yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see then. Yes. You know. So this time yeah. tomorrow, as we're recording, we'll be in full swing for 
the semi-final and we'll almost know who has qualified for Saturday. Of course, you might be listening to this later and you might be laughing and mocking at us <laughs> for what we got blatantly wrong. It's like, how on earth could we not see that? But there's our predictions. If you want to mock us, you can. <laughs> totally okay with that. You can find us on Twitter at Second Cherry, Instagram, Second Underscore Cherry, Facebook, Second Cherry Podcast, and you can email us at hello at secondcherry.vision. That's hello at secondcherry.vision. Thank you for listening and enjoy the first semi final. We will speak to you very soon. See you later. Bye. Bye.